All right. Welcome to Enter the Chat Podcast, where we talk about anime, video games, and all things nerdy. And to celebrate the transgender community today, happy Transgender Day of Visibility, everyone. Yeah, today, March 31st, is when we're recording, so you guys will hear this a week after, and we wanted to give a shout out and give visibility to the transgender community. I'm sure you all have seen the news, but if you haven't, there's a lot of legislation out there happening in the U.S., especially in Texas, where Kwan and I both are, and it's just been harmful to the trans community, and it's just not right. Mm Mm-hmm crazy like the stuff that's been going on honestly it kind of like i i feel it because it 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 just so crazy (laughs) i legitimately cried anytime i'm speaking specifically for texas i won't go into detail what they are because that's just going to dampen the mood more than it Mm -hmm. already is but Mm -hmm. i legit cried because it was just Mm -hmm. so heartbreaking yeah there's so so many different legislations going on in texas right now we'll leave it to y'all to kind of look it up and do your own reading and research if you want, if you're curious what's going on. And there's like a lot of support out there for people as well. So if you, you need it, just it's, it's there. Yeah. And so to kick off today's episode, again, giving visibility to the community and show our support, we have a short list of organizations that are protecting trans people and their rights and feel free to donate and share with others. We'll just list them off here and you can go Google all of them. Equality Texas, Transgender Education Network of Texas, Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund, Human Rights Campaign, American Civil Liberties Union, and the Trevor Project. And kudos to Siri for uh, looking up all these organizations. I know she probably already knew most of them as well, but I didn't realize how many different organizations there are for this. So... There's a lot of support out there. Yeah. Yeah. Not even just transgender community, but just LGBTQIA plus in general. So definitely. Yep. And then, I mean, in honor of our podcast, why don't we name some anime and video game characters who we know to be transgender? So. Yeah, we can go back. We're going to go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let I'll let Siri start with her list. I'll start with one of my favorite characters in the anime. I actually did a TikTok challenge with Vicky today. So he, she, they. It's ambiguous, but I think it's confirmed they are non-binary. Corona from Soul Eater. Which I knew. That one I knew. Right. Uh-huh. And the character is is ambiguous in the anime, but I think in the most recent development, it was confirmed the pronouns are they, them. Okay. And then on my side that I know of from Hunter x Hunter is Aluka Zoldyke, which is the younger sister of... Shoot, what's his name? I just forgot his name. Nice. It'd be really embarrassing if it was yeah. the main character. It is one of the main characters. Kalua, Kalua, Kalua. Or Kilua. I think a lot of people call him Kilua. But he's the, the white-haired boy that's like 
always mm. the main character. So boy. his sister, his is- younger sister, was born a male, but took on the persona of a girl because he she looked up to her big brother so much, mm. so she wanted to like keep that persona. So that's like one of the one of the characters in that show. It's kind of ambiguous sometimes because people aren't really sure. She's more of a. I guess suppose I guess they because she has like almost like multiple personalities kind of deal. So but for the most part she's considered his younger sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I've never watched Hunter X Hunter so I have no idea. <laughs> Should be on your list though. I feel like you would enjoy that one a lot. I I've heard that and yeah. it's one of those like, where I I, like... I would say you would enjoy Hunter X Hunter more than Haikyuu. Like I enjoy Haikyuu a lot but like from your like experience of like the type of animes you enjoy, I think Hunter x Hunter would be right up your alley. It does look up my alley. It's just one of those things like, oh, it's one of those mainstream ones, and I and I don't want to get sucked. <laughs> it's my own hipster pride. Makes sense. But moving on, I have a video game character that I have cosplayed, and I love this character from Persona Four, Naoto Shiragane. You've heard me talk about her. I believe her pronouns are confirmed she, her. Everybody in the game refers to Naoto as she, her. But she is male presenting. She, so people have said that, not, I don't want to say that it's a debate, but it's discussion that she is a cross-dressing woman or a trans man. Because she wants to, she identifies with males in the character. Mm-hmm. I'll let you continue on your list because the the rest of my list, I kind of want to talk about it like as a a big picture thing. So, okay, I'll let you continue your list. Yep. Okay. Another popular one that you guys have heard me talk about, especially in episode one of Enter the Chat podcast, Haruka slash Sailor Uranus from Sailor Moon. And the very first time you meet Haruka, Serena and I forget who was with her, but they mistaken Haruka as a man. And when they find out Haruka's actually a woman, Haruka says herself, I don't care if you see me as a man or a woman. And she's very charming and she woos everybody over. But I was doing some reading today and there's actually some discourse about how Haruka is confirmed to have both male female genitalia. So the term is intersex, technically. But as far as male female presenting i'd say she's trans too a lot of interesting theories there i didn't realize that yep yeah and i don't and i don't i, have, I didn't see anything for any of the characters i look at from like the actual creators just like people's reactions and people's feelings about the characters so another character that i've talked about from a video game that i played but i haven't finished the game tell me why one of the main characters is tyler ronan who is a trans man. He's a twin of the other char- the main, other main character. I forgot her name. But what's great about Tell Me Why is it's not, it's not too focused on the fact that Tyler is trans. It's just a fact that it happened. This is who he is now. And then I think the main plot is just figuring out some dark family secrets. So it's really nice to see a, like, a, a lead video game character who's trans and the last one I never thought about but actually it was so funny I on my Denver trip my friends and I were playing Mario Party a lot 
And we actually discussed the fact that Birdo is trans. We believe that Birdo is was naturally a male character, but is female presenting. So mm. we we were actually just talking about that just just cause. So Birdo from Super Mario Brothers. First for one of the first trans characters in video games, I guess. Hmm. I didn't even know that. Okay, so I didn't have too much on my list only because I guess I haven't seen that many transgender characters in anime. I don't play that many video games where the stories have that many characters, so I can't say that I know many video game characters. But One Piece, one of my favorite anime of all time, has a ton of, I guess, either flamboyant characters, gay, transgender. And I didn't really notice it because it was all kind of like part of the show until I like looked it up and I was like, oh, wow, they actually have a ton of characters. But I have to say that One Piece has kind of gone like a complete 180 in terms of how they represent their transgender characters or gay characters because like the first one I list here is Bond Clay. He is a very flamboyant man, but he never really... I I guess he does in the story itself they don't really say if he's a man or a woman, right? He was this like comedic flamboyant man um or woman, right? So they didn't they weren't very clear about it and this was like in the early days of One Piece, so they kind of like made fun of it, right? And then now in this new generation of One Piece, we actually have transgender characters where it's like a beautiful woman who was born as a man, right? So Yamamoto is a born as a daughter of one of the biggest villains in One Piece, right? But then reads the story of this heroic guy from the past, and now he wants to be this guy. So he's like, oh, I am this man now. <laughs> uh, despite being a, Yeah, despite being a woman or whatever, he's like, I am the son of blah, 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 blah. I will grow up and be this man. So that's like an interesting character there. Not comedic at all. Like, it's... Very empowering. Yeah, empowering. empowering. Um, and Kiku Nojo is a samurai who dresses like a woman, right? But is like a gorgeous character, like absolutely gorgeous. But it's well known that born as a man, but is a transgender woman now. So, hey, One it, Piece. It's yeah. So One Piece has completely taken like an entire like one eighty in terms of like the seriousness of like transgender and all these kind of like gender roles. So I thought that was interesting because I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I got a little worried about the Bond Clay, how mm-hmm. it was a comedic route, mm-hmm. and that's that's problematic. So I'm glad that there's been a 180. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give one more mention, because I forgot to write it down. An iconic character from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. You know them. You love them. They should be your favorite homunculus. I almost said seven sins. It's <laughs> not right. Your favorite homunculus, Envy. It's not disclosed what what which gender they identify with, but but yeah. So you'll see it every day in like video games and anime. They've added all kinds of people in their story, so it's it's cool to see that. Speaking of which, like just on the same like side note, like I think I read an article. I think it was yesterday about Elliot Page. Did you hear about that? I know. I know Elliot Page. Yeah, so Elliot Page plays a major character in the series Umbrella Academy on Netflix. 
So season three, Netflix is officially switching the gender of Elliot Page's character over, like transgender. And I was like, oh, that is really, really cool. Like they're rewriting the script and everything in That's the good. way like, like Elliot Page wanted. So pretty cool. That's awesome. The support is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so happy Transgender Day of Visibility. I mean, every day should be Transgender Day of Visibility. But we just wanted to say we see you, we love you, we support you, and we stand with you. Okay. Well, done. Well, switching gears to our regular programming. <laughs> I'm, I'll let you go first because I really want you to start with your reactions to ah, the JJK movie. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. With no spoilers, because I still no want to watch spoilers. it. No spoilers. All right. So, I'm surprised you haven't seen any spoilers on TikTok, I guess. <laughs> if, as I, soon as I see anything Jujutsu Kaisen, even if it's just regular yeah. anime stuff, I just scroll it. Yeah, you can watch it. anything I send you that has JJK in it, because I haven't sent you anything with spoilers. So, um, But I think one of the ones I saw that was really funny was if they had made a movie of just, like, Gojo. Like, just the whole thing was Gojo, right? You'd still watch it, and it would still be just as great. <laughs> Gojo's I, a great character. Gojo's a great character. I have to say, it lives up to the hype. I think the movie lives up to the hype and the good reviews. It is High a very, reviews, too. Yeah, it's a very good look at the stuff that happens before season one. And it explains a lot of stuff that happens in season one that you kind of, like, have, like, plot holes. Like, you're, like... Who's that? Or what happened there? Or why are people the way they are? Right? It explains a lot of that in the movie and a lot of good action. Uh, the Gojo show, uh, I would say, was was in that one. A little bit of every character we've met in season one. And how like the, like... the sophomore class, right? Or is it junior? Yeah, the sophomore class. Sophomore class. So the sophomore yeah. class is definitely in there. This is basically a year before the show starts. Or before the season one starts. And man, oh man, everything just so cool. It will tie in later to the end of season one. So you'll you'll get like a little bit of like what happens at the end of season one, why it happened. And I guess this will tie into what season two will start as well. But I do appreciate that it doesn't, it isn't a requirement to watch to understand the show, I think. Because I know with like Demon Slayer, like the train arc, they made a movie out of it. And then they also included it in season two, sort of, I guess. So it, it was almost like it was required to watch the movie, but then they also played it through season two. So it was a little, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it definitely. Was a little, yeah. So it was like a little weird there, but, but I mean, that was solid movie. Highly suggest you go watch it. Yeah. Uh, I think it grossed a good amount of money mm-hmm. opening weekend and it was competitive to the Batman, mm-hmm. I think. Which I think was not as good of the movie. <laughs> I have no yeah. interest in Batman, and Vicky's going to kill me for saying that. But yeah, but if you do go watch it, there are post-credit scenes. I feel like every movie nowadays has post-credit scenes. It annoys me because that means I have to sit through the credits. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I guess I'll pay homage to the people who created this thing. So well, I mean, think of it this way. I guess it is more common now, but when it was first starting to become a trend. You get rewarded for sitting through the credits and you know acknowledging everybody who mm-hmm. contributed to the movie. Uh-huh. So. Yep. And the soundtrack, Bob. 
so good. Action scenes, so good. So. I'm so glad it lives up to the hype. I don't know when it's going to come out digitally, but I have to just be careful. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, yeah. There. I mean, I feel like even if you saw clips, you probably wouldn't even get much out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I've been watching a bit more anime. He has. Yep. One Piece, I know last week, with chapter 1044, huge reveals. Huge. So, spoiler alert, if you guys don't already know what it is, I'm going to talk about it. Because Luffy, (laughs) my man Luffy, doesn't have a rubber fruit for a devil power, or devil fruit power. He, He is literally... A sun god <laughs> with the power of freedom because he can now bend anything to his will, basically, or to his imagination. So he basically he is became, the one. He finally became like this giant cartoon. Like everything he does is a cartoon. Uh, he can stretch his body to whatever he wants. He could stretch his opponents. He could stretch the floor, the ceiling, the trees, the ground, everything. He's just a living cartoon and it's great because it's funny and it's just iconic. Because he is a comedic character from the very beginning. Interesting. Okay. So I'm kind of excited to see where this goes and how the story ends up. I know it's probably going to have like maybe two or three arcs left before it ends, but there's just so much like secrets and foreshadowing that hasn't been like come, come to fruition yet. So then the second thing I did was I watched Dress Up Darling, which is probably the, what is it? The, the romantic comedy of the season, I guess. Like, they always have one that's It was like the most perfect. hyped one, I think. The most was... hyped one. I enjoyed it. It was the romantic comedy that I, I needed. Like, I usually try to watch one every season, and this one totally held up to the hype. It's about a doll maker. He makes dolls with his grandfather. And in the very first episode, he meets this girl who is super, super popular. He He isn't as popular, I mean... He's a doll maker. He's kind of, I don't know, I guess people thought he was creepy and they didn't really talk to him or whatever. So he was was always like this really anxious dude. (laughs) And he meets this girl who he discovers is super popular, but she also likes anime and cosplays. And she can't make cosplays herself, so he makes them for her. And that's like basically the whole gist of the story. There are parts that are kind of inappropriate because there's oh. fan service, right? But it's not like terrible, terrible fan service. It it goes along with the story. The fan service is there because it's fan service, but the actual plot of the story, really good slice of life. And I enjoyed this one because the girl actually really likes the guy. <laughs> not a huge reveal or anything. Like she ends up like really, really like falling in love with this guy. Um, so I can't wait to see. It wouldn't be a rom com without it. Yeah. And then I saw a ranking of kings. I'm only in two episodes. Vicky loves that one. Yeah? She dove head first, head over heels for it. So what I was interested in that one first was the music. Like, I heard the opening, I heard the ending. Super solid soundtrack. Really good soundtrack. And then I started watching it, and the art isn't the best, I think, in my opinion. It's, like, really old school. It kind of brings me back to, like, the Hamtaro days. Like, that's how... Hamtaro, uh-huh. I have That's, not heard that in so long. Yeah, the art style is very Hamtaro like esque because it's a small kid, but really good, really good scenes. But yeah, that's pretty much 
all on my side. I talked a lot, but I had a lot to say today. <laughs> you did, and I'm proud of you. He lived up to his commitment. I'm I'm yep. happy for you. Yep. I I've been slacking. I am two episodes behind on everything that I've been watching, minus Attack on Titan. And oh my god, it's it's now here. The finale is on Sunday, this coming Sunday, April third. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's gonna be over. So you wanna go back to what I was what I know. I've been trying to contain myself because I saw you have a bullet for Attack on Titan rumors. Because I saw that, that Siri put Attack on Titans in the finale on Sunday. So there's a rumor, apparently, the 20 whatever minutes, 23 minutes of the episode that's supposed to be the finale this this weekend. That's not nearly enough to what's the finale in the manga. Like, there's no way they could fit. Well, I thought, isn't it supposed to be an hour on Sunday? Is it? Because either way, they said, like, people I've read online said, like, there's no way they can finish it in the time, whatever they have for the episode for this weekend. So, so. there was also another rumor that there's an AOT panel, like, happening this weekend as well. Where? I, I don't know. Let me see. I read it somewhere. I don't know. But I heard there's, like, a rumor that there's going to be an announcement for Attack on Titan. And I have a feeling that they're going to do a movie for the finale. <laughs> Like the technical, technical, technically the show is over, but we have a movie. Yeah. So I think there might be an announcement for a movie and it will be the actual finale and it would be the movie. That's oh my God. Finale. They're going to make us wait again. Yeah. If that's it's true. Gonna, it's just going to milk the A O A O T train. So man, they're just we'll trying see. to break all the records with the anime movies lately. Yeah. So we'll see if I'm right or not this weekend. I'm not caught up on Attack on Titan, so I'm not going to even, like, <laughs> watch it or anything. So I won't know until Siri tells me later. So, Well, real quick, I do want to say it's not anime or video games, but I did watch binge-watched in true fashion. All of Us Are Dead, which is a Korean zombie horror survival show on Netflix. And there's only 12 episodes, but they're all an hour, a little over an hour each. So I fit that into an entire weekend. And oh my gosh, I've never been so angry at characters ever. But in a nutshell, what I got really upset about is the show had the typical tropes of a horror movie or horror genre show, whatever. And they magnified them by 10. Nice. I was, I was sending I was sending call all the paragraph text and all caps and just getting angry. <laughs> so and the cliffhangers are super gnarly. That's why I ended up watching it late, late every night. <laughs> yep. I mean you so. were watching that while I was watching Dress Up Darling, so Yep. And now Qua's watching All of Us Are Dead. Yeah, that's probably next on my list. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about some news. Mm-hmm. April 28th, I'm sure you guys have seen the hype, but there is a new anime movie coming out on Netflix called Bubble. It's basically, from what I remember, because I, I it's been a while since I watched the trailer or teaser, it's parkour, hmm. and it's in a po- post-apocalyptic city. It looks hmm. like the city's run down and overtaken by vegetation and stuff. So... That's about all I know. It doesn't 
I don't remember it revealing any plot. It was just more about the visuals, which looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I see yeah. you found the the Ruby the Ruby show. I, love I know, so I know you do. <laughs> yeah, so they have a Ruby anime coming out. I don't remember which studio is doing it, but it's just interesting because it's basically a Japanese studio that's going to be doing the show. So should be interesting. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I'm not caught up on Ruby at all. I think I'm like two seasons behind. Um, GG. Yeah. They used to have it on Crunchyroll, so that's why I watched it. Now they, I think they're slowly putting it on Crunchyroll again, but it takes a while because Rooster Teeth doesn't like to put stuff on other streaming sites. Um, Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the next one on our list, Dr. Stone, the next season, which is supposedly titled Ryu Sui. R Y U S U I. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that. I'm not sure, but it's coming out July 2022. And I believe the way it ended and the way the the new visuals have come out, it's like pirates and they're going to tackle the sea. So, yeah, there's a whole website dedicated to Dr. Stone. (laughs) It's dr stone.jp and it's got. It's loaded with a bunch of content, so that's really interesting. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And then for video game news, E3 2022 has been declared canceled. Yeah, I thought I was shocked. Not even doing a in person, which makes sense, but not even doing a virtual either. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't read. I didn't get to read the article, but do you happen to know why? I actually don't know why. I think I read on Reddit that E3 is finally dying, so that's why they're trying to. That's so sad. And, but it is returning in 2023, supposedly. As an in-person one. They're hoping it for it to be a, an all-new format, an interactive experience. Hmm. Yeah, live from Los Angeles. Yep. I wonder what happened. The, uh, the article yeah, doesn't it, really... I think it's because, like, E3 has always been an in-person event, and it's easier to kind of, like, showcase stuff that way. Or if people like walking around and showing people, then switching to like a digital format where it's like a digital convention, it just didn't feel the same because it would just basically be a bunch of trailers and nobody could actually try anything out or anything like that. So that's probably why they got rid of the digital and opting more for physical. So it makes sense because I feel like a lot of like, like anime conventions, for example, if you were to do it digitally, it just wasn't the same as actually going to one. So I can understand why they would want to do it that way yeah well bummer we won't see a lot of trailers for a long time mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah that's pretty much all the news we have for today yeah thanks for tuning in y'all it's been going great yep stay safe out there and uh happy transgender day of visibility happy transgender day of visibility and qua and siri out Bye. bye